welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast. Hello, I'm Jonathan Lowe from the communications team and joining me today on the podcast is uh, Sarah Abdul-Amir and Sarah Newman, who are from the pharmacy, pharmacy team here at the Trust, um, to discuss Medication Safety Awareness Month, which is currently going on um, in February. Thank you very much for, for joining us today, to both of you. Um, can you just start us off by introducing yourself um, and telling us sort of just more generally about the work that you do, do here at the Trust? Um, who wants to go first? Should we start with um, Sarah Abdelamir? Yeah. yeah, so um, my name's Sarah and I'm the Medicine Safety Officer for the Trust. Um, and I work with uh, Sarah Newman. Um, so um, my name is Sarah Newman. I'm the Medication Safety um, and Governance Technician. Um, so within um, the Trust, um, we are responsible for looking to medication safety incidences um, and looking at how these can be improved or what measures we can be uh, put in to prevent them. Um, in terms of my role, it's a relatively new role. So I started in April 2022 um, and it's kind of a new area for pharmacy technicians as a whole to kind of be getting into and, uh, you know, um, pharmacy technicians as a whole becoming a lot more diverse um, in what they're able to do. Um, as a profession. Um, so this is the first time I've kind of had this role specifically um, and it's been a huge learning curve for myself, um, learning how to review things and how to, you know, different sources of communication. Um, so when we do have incidents and things, we look at things like prescribing tips um, for doctors, nurses, for pharmacists um, and just general training and how we can really support that learning and things like that. Um, and we really encourage um, Daytex reporting um, as well. Um, obviously, we try and advocate a no blame culture um, within the trust, um, which I think has been covered in other podcasts in the past as well. Um, just really looking at how we can improve, but not have that blame um, on somebody specifically as well and see what learning can come out of them. Yeah. Sure. OK. And um, we're obviously here because uh, because it is Medication Safety Awareness Month. Um, uh, which is r r running here at the Trust. In case there is anyone listening who's not already familiar with the principles of medication safety, can you just tell us a little bit about um, what it is and why it's so important? Um, I'll, I'll take this question. Um, so I think the, the, the main aim of medication safety is to basically reduce medication error, promote safer use of medicines, and, and that encompasses uh, prescribing, administration, um, supply and storage of meds. Um, and it's important that everyone's aware of their responsibilities um, and in particular um, people who are administering medication they need to be aware of the five R's of medication safety so you know it's the right patient the right dose the right strength right route and the right frequency and I think that's that's a big takeaway that uh, we would like people to have as well. Okay and um, in terms of uh, some of the most common risks that can occur um, in a clinical setting, um, what can people do to safeguard against them? Uh, so, um, so in terms of um, like the storage of medication, so making sure areas are secure, so making sure doors are locked, that cupboards are locked, um, and in terms of storage of medication, making sure not mixing um, different medications into the same boxes, 
Um, sometimes we find that the intravenous fluids are being mixed with the medicine. So just making sure there's some general housekeeping. Um, there is a policy um, on the DIMS intranet um, about prescribing and security and administration of medicines. So anybody who's involved in that should be familiar with that policy and where to obtain that information um, as a point of reference as well. Um, just little things like um, immediate release preparations compared to modified release preparations, just making sure we're picking the correct one when prescribing and administering the medication. Um, and the other thing is about um, missed doses and omitted doses on the wards. Mm -hmm. So just making sure if you can you know, get that medication ordered to, um, and if it's not available or if there's a reason why the medication is not being given, making sure that's been documented ac accordingly onto the um, CERNA power charts now. Um, and I think the big thing now with CERNA is obviously we're all learning that system from November. Um, so just if you're not sure how to do something, go to the quick reference guides, ask your line managers, you know, ask to be retrained on things that you're not familiar with, um, but just make sure everything's being documented correctly so that we can obviously see where these gaps are and why things are being missed um, for patients. Um, yeah, and yeah, just being aware of the policies that are relevant to your job role as well is really important. Yep, of course. And um, are there any other things that um, clinicians might need to consider when, when prescribing medications? Um, I think the clinicians need to just ensure that, you know, they've checked the patient's drug administration summary on CERNA. I mean, it's again, that's part of the learning curve that we're, we're having to deal with with CERNA coming in. Um, you know, if the patient, um, if, and it's important to just stop um, uh, a patient being prescribed like duplicate medications um, and therefore having medication that they're not meant to be on, um, just having that, that final check um, on CERNA, I think is really important. Um, and it's also important that they let the nurses um, that are looking after the patient know if they add a new medication on their chart, because obviously, again, with CERNA, it doesn't prompt them, um, the nurses. So it is it is important that they have that line of communication and, um, uh, yes, to, to make sure that the nurses are aware of these changes and so that doses aren't missed again. OK, and are there any things that um, people can do to help with medication safety more generally, um, even if they don't necessarily work directly with patients in the hospital. Again, I just making sure that if you know that you're ensuring areas are locked, clinical areas are kept secure. Um, I guess if you know if you don't work in a clinical area and you're not sure about something, make sure you're escalating that to an appropriate person, um, not guessing answers if you're asked a question, referring to the right people. Um, yeah, and obviously if you're handed in some medication, make sure that, you know, you, you escalate that up if that's something that needs to be sorted out. Um, so it's probably more those kind of, again, more housekeeping things in terms of um, non-clinical staff um, just sort of doing their little bit and, and checking the communications that come out um, on like trustee news and things and, and if they're relevant to mm -hmm. you, taking the time to read them as well. Great. And um, is there any what, what kind of what's the biggest takeaway that you'd like to leave for for listeners to the podcast today? So it's just um, I suppose, you know, ensuring the safety of our patients, um, you know, it's everyone's responsibility. Um, and, you know, it's essential that we all understand how we can work together to keep to make sure that these patients are kept safe um, within the hospital. And I think the other thing as well is just about um, reading again any communications that do come out from us just obviously you're taking the time just to review them and go through them and if you have any questions about them or you think they're a bit unclear then obviously contacting us or again speaking to our line manager 
Um, like we said with Cerner, that's a huge learning curve for everyone. So we're evolving that all the time and learning different things um, as we go along as well. So if there's something you find out, you know, sharing that information so that we can look into, you know, making sure things people are supported in that area as well. Um, just the other thing to mention. Um, so there is a new um, policy or SOP sorry, that's come out um, on the internet regarding ambient room temperatures. So as we're coming up to the warmer months um, in sort of June, July on, onwards, if you're finding temperatures are um, reaching above 25 in clinical areas, there is now an SOP to review if that's relevant to you. So obviously just become familiar with that. Um, and if you have any questions about that, then obviously contact the um, education safety team. OK, and just to remind people, what's the best way of um, contacting you? Um, so we have um, a generic um, email. Um, so it's um, thh.m hyphen mso at nhs.net i think but yeah <laughs> okay all right great um and is there anything else that you'd like to add at all um obviously we've got um um a few more days after this month is there any any events that kind of people can can look out for yeah, so we have um, a medication stand at the Hillingdon um, Canteen um, next Thursday to the 29th and the quality boards, so on the wards there are quality yeah. boards and there was a weekly uh, blog um, published last Friday so if anyone hasn't had a chance to read it and would like to and again our email address and our contact details are included on there as well. Lovely and is, is medication safety awareness month is that something sort of nationwide or is that specifically to Hillingdon, do you know? Or? It's specifically to Hillingdon. Yeah. Um, so normally Medication Safety Week is in November, um, but obviously with the launch of CERNA in November, that was obviously a bit um, too much to sort of handle at that time. Mm -hmm. And obviously we were still learning the system ourselves. So um, it was put on pause and this month has been picked for medication safety. So yeah. Um, and the other thing as well, just thinking about it, is obviously the reporting. So just that's, a, I know we've gone over that a few times, but the yeah. data is it's really important to raise those data so that they come to us and we can obviously review them and see what support is needed as well. Yeah. Okay, lovely. Um, any any final points that you'd like to, to make at all or, or uh, have we covered everything? I've covered everything, but yeah, report, yeah. report, report. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, excellent, lovely. Um, well, thank you very much indeed then for, for joining me on today's podcast. Um, I hope you've both enjoyed taking part. Um, we'll be back again soon with another podcast, so keep an eye out on Buzzsprout for that. If you're listening and want to get involved in a future podcast, um, then simply email thh-tr.communications at nhs.net. Thank you very much for listening today, and until next time, goodbye. So, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please do join in the conversation about this episode, tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time.